to SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. In the official podcast of SBO International. That's right. That's the official podcast. And I am Dr. Jack R. Mitchell here along with the esteemed John Bricado. John Bricado. Wow. I mean, you know, right now, it's just so busy for us. It sure is. You know, if folks listen to this, they understand it. This is the holiday season for us. But you may not even hear this episode for like another month and a half. <laughs> you yeah, know, we got them lined it, up. That's how it's going week to week. You know, we're just so back um, up here. But for the most part, I want to really get into this episode. It's very important for as one of the national folks um, and all around um, just to hear. And so, John, why don't you let them know uh, who we have on today? Sure. Today we have a returning guest, uh, John Hutchinson. Uh, he, We had him back on in September of 21, and we were really talking about his vice presidency for ASBO International. And now it's been a year, which is crazy to me that we've been doing this for so long. But we wanted to have him back on as he over transitions <laughs> over here, as he transitions to his presidency January 1 of 23. So, um, like Jack said, we're recording this mid-December, but won't be published until probably mid-late January, but at least wanted to have that conversation with him and just really go over what he sees as the successes and challenges of the organization and really dive into his riding the waves of opportunity theme as we come into 2023. So uh, we're excited to bring you this conversation today, and here's our conversation with John Hutchison. Today on the podcast, we have a returning guest, John Hutchison, Deputy Superintendent of Business and Operations at Olathe Public Schools and incoming president of ASBO International. John, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you back. Hey, thanks. Hey, John. Glad to be back. John, it's so great. Oh, and we, you know, we had a great time too um, in Portland uh, yeah. back in September. Uh, you and uh, Tamara on our, on our panel, uh, really, really great, successful, number one in that right, but um, just what the energy that we um, we had for our colleagues and just all the messages that we stated, it was great. So um, you're like now a staple. Can you believe it? Um, it's been yeah. such a... Household name. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I you know... I, I don't I, know if I go that far, but... <laughs> I, well, as with a national, you definitely are. I can tell you that. So, um, you know, we did have you in a podcast, I want to say, this was last September, right? Yeah, That's over right. a year ago. Yeah, yeah so September uh, 2021. Um, and so I guess for our listeners out there who may not know um, you, you yet still, um, we always do want to kick off, maybe get a little bit about your background, you know, and how you came to be uh, where you are today. I guess even taking it from last year to this year, if there's anything else that's occurred in your yeah. life or your career. Sure. Um, <clears throat> like most of us, we, uh, I wasn't a little kid that aspired to be a school business official. I wanted to be an astronaut, so I actually studied aerospace engineering, but you didn't want me designing your airplane or your rocket. So landed in, uh, <laughs> landed in business school, did the whole CPA stint for a few years, a little bit of a corporate accounting, went back to public accounting, and they put me on a school district outside of St. Louis called Rockwood School District. Uh, and um, I was kind of hooked. Uh, as you know, once you get into school finance, uh, if you don't say no, your responsibilities just get broader and broader. And that's kind of what happened to me. Yep. I went to an, another district, another private school in St. Louis area. And I find myself 32 years later here in wow. Olathe, Kansas, uh, uh, very long school finance uh, hmm. uh, track, just any, starting from an accountant all the way up to um, now yeah. actually deputy superintendent for the school district. Still very amazing. Right. Yeah, very impressive trajectory there, John. So, 
We, we had you on last year because you were in the process of running for vice president of ASBO International and we're having you back today. Congratulations on your, uh, your win, you. by the way. But now you're looking at transitioning into the presidency of ASBO International. And that's kind of the theme today and what we really wanted to focus on. So when you were coming into this presidency, you're kind of laying out the framework and the roadmap of what you see happening and what you'd like to accomplish. And your theme for next calendar year is uh, riding the waves of opportunity, which I, I found really interesting. And I was hoping maybe you can let our listeners know, um, why did you land on that theme specifically? And what does it really mean to you and your mission as president of ASBO International? Sure. I've always been sort of a water sports nut to begin with. So I was, I was trying to find, uh, come up with a theme around, uh, around water. And of course, um, the whole riding the waves seemed to just work because I don't know about your career, but my career has been filled with all kinds of ups and downs. And, and I think I had to get a little older and a little wiser to realize um, even the challenges <clears throat> and downs uh, are opportunities for change. So you really just, it's about how you, how you mm-hmm. seize those opportunities and how you react to them yeah. uh, in your career. Um, is, and that's what I wanted to convey to other people that hopefully uh, ASBO International and me uh, as president, um, we can help steer and provide our members with the um, tools they need that they're prepared when those opportunities present themselves to seize them and, and uh, uh, enjoy the ride. And are you seeing anything from the international ASBO level of opportunities for, for membership that you're excited about? Uh, I, I am. I think we're going to talk about one of them uh, shortly, just about uh, how we've reformatted our leadership um, form. There's also a a few other, uh, I guess, services that we're working on in the background um, that mm-hmm. I think are going to help. The whole key, I believe, is uh, um, you got to stay relevant as an association and just the needs sure. change. So you, you got to ebb and flow uh, mm-hmm. with those needs. You can't right. get just set in providing the exact same services over and over. You got to really listen to your membership and figure out what do they need. That's correct. So, John, you know, let's jump into it then. I mean, so you're going to be the incoming president, right, of, you know, ASBO International is really blossoming, growing, such a large organization. Um, what are you looking to focus on? Maybe this is part of your campaign or such, but as you look to transition into your presidency, maybe we could speak to, you know, some of the things that you're, you're focusing on. The, probably the number one thing, and I kind of alluded to, is, uh, is adding value. Um, not me mm-hmm personally, but the association uh, has to have value. Um, We have to to stay relevant. We got to focus on what members need. Um, I think last time I was on, I talked a little bit about, um, I want to be able to complement state affiliates, not compete with them. Uh, We do some things very well, I think, especially the federal um, legislation monitoring. Uh, Mm -hmm. Elke Yost is a phenomenal staff member of ours. Uh, that's something that states really, they can do it, but it's not very uh, efficient for them to do it there. We have to find other things like that. Um, one thing we're looking at is uh, as an organization, we are implementing a new LMS, uh, learning management system, whether or not we can provide those services to a small affiliate like Kansas, we can't afford to do that, but we have to push out content more than just twice a year at our conferences. So, uh, can we provide that service to, uh, those states and provinces that can't uh, afford to have those types of systems. So that's where I think it, it's finding where those um, 
uh, niches where you can provide that value that members can't get at their state level. And, you know, together we make everybody a little better. Can you, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag or if maybe you can't speak to it because it's too new yet, but with that learning management system, that sounds really interesting. So what is the intent then to allow districts that don't have the resources to leverage professional development opportunities, having ASBO International kind of step in or, or how does that look more specifically? Yeah, I probably have a staff member calling my phone in a minute. <laughs> 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 so I don't want to overpremise. Uh, okay. we, we went into it in the, uh, <laughs> to provide our own content. As you know, we, um, we have webinars and, and we're trying to build up our library and, and uh, a little more robust system. But uh, we believe through the capabilities of the system, we could carve out, for example, Kansas. You go to, um, we could offer content specific to Kansas. It would look like it's coming from Kansas, but it's oh, wow. really on the LMS system at ASBO. <clears throat> and um, uh, we rent lease space on it so that we can provide content uh, where ASBO would not design like uh, specific uh, funding formula PD for New York or Kansas. They can sure give the, 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 um, uh, software system for us to push it out. That's really exciting. And I think that really levels the playing field and makes the PD opportunities more of an equitable venture because not all districts have the same resources. So I'm excited to see how that um, that transpires. And, you know, maybe Siobhan won't be listening to this episode. I'll use the pilot word. I'm, I'm going to be a pilot for yeah, it. Just just <laughs> <laughs> right. wow. So... You had mentioned this before when we were talking about kind of your transition into the presidency, but you had mentioned the uh, the leadership forum. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to our listeners what that is and sure, you know sure. how you expand on the focus of how that's changing and really specific to you know your theme of high level leadership? Sure. Uh, we, we used to have the leadership forum that was um, basically a day and a half program for uh, people that wanted to. Uh, learn more about leadership. And uh, it was pre, um, preceded by a day that we called our symposium. And the symposium was for executive directors of all of our affiliates and general, usually their leadership team within the affiliate. And it was a training about how you run associations. We've combined this into a two and a half day format now. And there's three cohorts. So if I'm an executive director and I want to bring my officers about how to run an association, that's one cohort that goes through the two and a half days. Another one would be, I'm, uh, I am the CFO and I want to bring my staff to go through leadership. That's a second cohort. And then there's a third that's just, you know, I'm really experienced. I wouldn't mind helping out some of the rising stars, kind of group them together into a third. You pick which cohort you want to participate in. The first day is specific leadership um, training uh, for each of those cohorts. The second day, everybody comes together in the one large group, and they're going to um, develop a personalized leadership personality assessment. Just you know, how, um, what's your natural characteristics? What motivates you? What are your tendencies? Just so that that kind of leadership awareness uh, uh, checklist, and um, that's going to be facilitated by uh, a group, uh, some individuals out of uh, Lead Star, um, the uh, affiliate. Um, type training. Uh, we have a great uh, guy named Greg Fine out of uh, Tecker. He, he's phenomenal. He, he, um, we've used him at ASBO and I know some of the affiliates have used him. He's going to help guide that conversation. So it's very much more customized to what your specific needs are. Sure. Um, and on that third day, we break out again into those uh, smaller groups. And so is the atten- intention to be in person, virtual, or how does this actually look it's in, in practice? Person. 
okay. it's in person uh, in uh, San Antonio. Oh, exciting. And when when is the date of the next one? It is February, February 23rd right? through yeah. 25th. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we may try to uh try to swing something. We're gonna talk to Siobhan about that. Maybe it's a little plug in she can yeah, hear. Yeah, see if we can show up work, and work <laughs> something out. Um, I love all our conferences, but I always liked the leadership, the leadership. Form as I got yeah, later. It sounds in my like career. Yeah, because it you, like you, you never mm-hmm. can get. Uh, I can never get. Enough. I'm kind of a leadership junkie, and I always seem to have learned something every time I went to it. It's good, good. So, John, you know, you you've been connected, as you said, in your own profession there, 32 years. Um, and um, with Asthma National for quite some time as well. What would you say, I guess, you're most proud of um, that Asthma National has accomplished in recent history? Um, I would, I keep coming back to this whole kind of, um, this federal legislation piece, but uh, as a result, I'll say, I feel like we've kind of arrived finally. <laughs> we're, we're recognized as one of those um, elite top-notch associations uh, that, that legislature and other groups turn to for advice. Uh, for example, during COVID, it, it, it's not just GFOA, it's not AASA, it's now also ASBO is in that group. Where, yes. Um, uh, so I, I'm very proud that there were a lot of people, a lot of boards and past presidents and executive directors that have kind of, um, it's taken years to grow the associate, that recognition for the association. So um, I'm on a tail end of it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I contributed a lot to it yet, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited that it's finally getting the recognition that it, uh, that's due to it. Well overdue. Absolutely. I agree. You know, for sure. And I guess everybody knows school business officials really run the district. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, whether true. they care to admit it or not. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I guess on the other coin of that, um, what do you feel that, you know, maybe could be improved um, mm-hmm. or, or that could be maybe steered toward improvement? Um, kind of back to that value piece, we have to improve on how quickly we can identify what our members need, whether that's on the verge of a pandemic, how much information do they need and we have a week to turn it around, or just the P- the ongoing PD as our, our roles change from year to year. And uh, it sounds so simple, send out a survey or a focus group, but um, uh, we need to do a better job of hearing the voice of all of our members so that we can uh, provide those tools that they need. So have you been working closely with Bill Sutter, the current president, as you as you work to transition? Because I'm sure it's a big job and, you know, I can't even imagine where it starts and where it ends. But, you know, in addition to your regular work, this is now an added responsibility. You've probably seen a lot kind of transpire through working so closely on the board, but how has your interaction maybe changed or is it a little bit more frequent with Bill as you get ready to, you know, pass the baton? He's smiling a lot more now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Bill and I... He's found a bunch of free time. Bill and I are good friends. and It is a a strength of ASBO. Um, I've just witnessed great transitions over the years. Uh, It's like other uh, associations past president, president, vice president. You've been on the board three years. You probably knew each other before that just from being on a committee. So there is a really strong bond. So it it becomes somewhat seamless, uh, the transition, because you're part of an executive committee that's um, involved in a lot of the decision-making. And 
you are also on a board that's involved in the decision making. So um, I, I think he would agree that it's it's a pretty seamless transition because you're up, you're up to speed already. Yeah, yeah, great point. So wrapping up here, we always give our guests an opportunity to kind of impart some advice, and um, yeah. we'd be really interested you transitioning into your new role, your perspective has probably changed a little bit. So, you know, what can you offer to our listeners today? Good advice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll kind of go back to my theme again. Um, I remember stressing out at many points in my career about where things were headed and, and the challenges I was facing. And um, I'm just going to say it again, try to look at those challenges as an opportunity, whether that's an opportunity to go do something else or an opportunity, to just, you know, grab it by the horns and, and get it fixed, but try to enjoy the ride a little bit. Don't overstress every day. Uh, we we have stressful jobs, but you got to find a way not to, and try and find the the positive in, in every situation you're facing. Right, and and ride those waves of opportunity. So. Absolutely, right. hang loose. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for your time today. We're really excited to see your transition into the presidency and all the great things you'll be doing for That's, the organization, yeah. and of course, uh, for your time today coming back on the podcast. So, thank you again. Really appreciate it. You guys have a great holiday season. Thank you again for tuning in to SPO Perspectives. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation with John today. Yes, and we're really excited here on the podcast to see what he does as president in 2023. Yes. I mean, he's laying out the groundwork, right? I mean, you know, that's the best of year uh, for all listeners to see well, what's in store for 2023. What, what are we looking out for? And he kind of laid that. And I think he made some really good salient points uh, regarding leadership. I know the value presented. Um, the team and so and then, you know obviously going out to San Antonio in, um, in, in February it's going to be a great experience uh, there so this is great um, we, we hope our listeners definitely um, get more obviously than, than just the message from the president but just get the inside and get a glimpse of what's happening what's about to come yeah yeah so thank you all for tuning in this week and we'll catch you next week with a new episode <laughs> <laughs>